stopping cancer before it even starts. We'll talk about that next on The Scope. Examining the latest research and telling you about the latest breakthroughs. The Science and Research Show is on The Scope. I'm talking with Dr. Deb Necklison, Huntsman Cancer Institute investigator and program director of the Utah Genome Project. Dr. Necklison, congratulations on your recent JAMA publication. What did the results of your clinical trial show? This clinical trial showed that we were able to treat individuals that had a hereditary predisposition to gastrointestinal cancers. We were able to reduce the polyps in their small intestine um, with about a 75% response rate. 75%. I mean, that's a lot. It was a huge response, and they've never seen anything like that. And what is the polyp? So the polyps are precancerous lesions that are in their duodenum, which is a part of the small intestine just after the stomach. And these individuals have a about a 10 to 12% risk of developing duodenal cancer if we can find a way to actually drive these precancerous polyps away with a drug instead of having to go in and cut it out every time. Um, it, it's it's just a huge proof of principle, a huge success. And the the people that were took part in this trial have a, a certain type of colon cancer. Yes, yeah, so this is a, a, a fairly rare genetic condition. It's about one in 10,000 individuals. And it comes about from a genetic change in a gene called the APC, or adenomatous polyposis coli gene. And these individuals develop hundreds to thousands of polyps in their colon, and they have a 100% risk of developing colon cancer if it's not managed clinically. And by that, they usually end up having a colectomy where their colon is removed and then reattached. And that then eliminates um, most of that risk of colon cancer in those individuals. But then they still have the risk of other cancers, namely this duodenal cancer. And that, so that is a very much an unmet need for these individuals um, that they run the risk of still developing cancer. And you can't really take your small intestine out because that's essential for nutrition and digestion and um you you don't do very well without your small intestine. How did you um, arrive at this drug therapy? What made you choose this combination? Um, so the drug combination we used is Solondac, which is a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, kind of like aspirin or ibuprofen. It's used for arthritis, but it inhibits a really important gene that's overexpressed in the, col- in the colon tissue and the duodenal tissue, especially as they advanced to become polyps and cancer. And so this drug Solondac worked really well to drive regression of colon polyps, but it didn't do anything to the duodenal polyps. And the thought was is that this COX-2 protein was expressed at much higher levels, and they couldn't use that drug at, at high levels. Through our work here at Huntsman Cancer Institute and University of Utah, we, as well as others throughout the country, started to pick apart the pathway that turns on this gene. And we know that APC, the gene that's altered in these individuals, is important in driving up expression of that. And we also discovered that there is a feedback from epidermal growth factor receptor, which is EGFR. And there's a lot of new drugs that have been developed against EGFR because this is overexpressed in a whole bunch of cancers. So we chose to use a small molecule inhibitor of EGFR called erlotinib. And our thought was if we can hit two segments of the pathway with these two drugs, maybe we can have an effect in the duodenum. And indeed, we were successful with that. Do you have plans to 
track them further out, or what what are sort of the the next steps with this trial? Yeah, there are some really important endpoints that we need to figure out. One of the one of the important questions that you alluded to is is what happens when you take them off drug? Do the polyps come right back, or or we talk about the durability of the response? Are is it repressed for maybe a year out and would the design need to be where you cycle them, put them on for six months, off for a year, on for six months, or what would it look like in that way? Um, probably even more important is it's to follow these individuals long term and actually show a different clinical outcome. And what I mean by that is, is do we prevent them from having to undergo surgeries? So people on, on that are treated with the drug, do they undergo less surgeries than people that are on placebo or even do we prevent cancers in these right. individuals? And and those end up being, you know, 5, 10, 15-year studies to be able to get um, a good, solid result that you understand. So here you are um, testing this potentially new drug therapy um, in clinical trials in these families who are stricken with colon cancer. And this is really where the whole project started. In a way, it's is kind of bringing work here at the University of Utah full circle. This goes back to the late 1980s. There's a team of researchers, um, including my mentors, that discovered the APC gene. They have gone on the the Randy Burt, the clinician who managed these patients, um, has just retired, but he is a legacy in and of himself for treating and managing people with familial adenomatous polyposis and other polyposis conditions. But it's just, it's very exciting because, you know, we've, we identified the gene. We've, over the years, we've studied how does this gene work? We've studied the patients. How, how does the disease progress in them? We're finally at a point where we can precisely understand what's going on in those cells and prevent the disease. So this whole idea of precision medicine, we like to think of this as precision prevention. (laughs) One of the interesting things um, that you actually mentioned is that uh, the mutation that causes FAP, this inherited cancer, is in the the APC gene. And that gene is mutated in sporadic cancers as well. Um, Do you think this therapy could have implications for other colon cancers too? I think that the what we call the proof of principle, I think the fact that we know that we can target these pathways with these drugs will enable us to make better um, design of treatments down the road. Mm-hmm. The APC gene is altered in a very early step of cancer progression. And so it, there is some really exciting analogies with colon cancer where, you know, it's known that aspirin, regular aspirin can reduce the risk of colon cancer for people that are pretty high risk. And so that's a drug a little bit like Solendac. (laughs) And, and so it's quite possible that that knowledge can, can be used in the, the prevention and potentially even the treatment because the EGFR is known to be, um, overexpressed in a lot of cancers. And so, you know, just understanding how we can manipulate that pathway, and as we understand cancers better, colon cancer, even, you know, lung cancers have a lot of EGFR expression, mm-hmm. um, that, that just understanding that we can actually get the drug into the body, where it needs to go, do what it needs to do, can be applied more broadly. Interesting, informative, and all in the name of better health. This is the Scope Health Sciences Radio.